Before we get into the series, I wanted to let you know that ReadMe is hiring. We looked into what happens when a welcoming and whimsical team meets beautiful API docs. Unsurprisingly, the result was a beautiful developer experience and an office filled with way too many owls. Over the past year I've worked at README, I've learned a lot about APIs, developer experiences, and also about how to be a good coworker. You can find our current openings at readme.com slash careers. Previously on values. Be the change you seek. If you want to see some kind of change, you should try to go get it yourself. How would we hire more people faster that really aligned with the values of README. Is Be the Change You Seek README's most important value? For me personally, I don't think I could choose a, a particular value and say this one is the most important. From README, it's values. I'm Shanae Lee. Readme has six values, and in this six-part investigative podcast, we are going to explore the company to figure out which Readme value is the most important. Today, we're investigating the value, make things that just work. So to pick up where we left off last episode, you heard about Be the Change You Seek and what it means to work at a startup. People had a lot to say about the value, but there wasn't a consensus on whether it was the most important. Benick and Amy ended up saying that it was our most important value because you get to choose work that's meaningful to you. But there's something missing here. What about the product? Is it really all about the kind of work we do? That's what I'm trying to figure out in today's episode by looking at the value, make things that just work. To figure things out, I talked to people who knew Greg at the beginning of the company, who were here for a lot of its foundation, but most of my knowledge comes from Greg himself. Greg founded the company in 2015, but he had the idea for README years before and didn't take on the company's first employees until about a year later. What's great about talking to Greg is that he can chronicle the entire story of README from the first inception of its idea up until now. He was working at a startup that built an API, and according to Greg, building the API was actually pretty easy, but the hard part was documenting it, making it easy to use, and getting people to use it. I can confirm this because I have a copy of Greg's diary. He lent it to me, don't worry. It spans the last 15 years, and he first writes about the idea for README in a July 2008 entry. It reads, Dear Diary, It's been a while since I've written in. It's been a bit crazy lately. I'm still reeling from the two biggest cultural moments of my lifetime. The season seven finale of Scrubs and Rihanna reissuing Good Girl Gone Bad with three new singles. Anyways, I'm done specking out the API, but building the docs for it has been such a pain. There must be some kind of service out there for this, right? It'd make my life so much easier. But six months later, API docs show up again. Here's what it says. Dear Diary, The hunt for a dev hub platform continues. I'm basically done building out the API docs, but it took way longer than it needed to. And there's no centralized place where everything can go, like support forums, topical guides, recipes, things that can make the API experience so much better. This could totally be a company. 
I recently caught up with Greg about these journal entries on starting a company. I just had a ton of ideas. Um, but the interesting thing was this one kept coming back to me. Like every few weeks or months, I couldn't shake it. Um, so it was 2008. In 2010, it came up again because I was applying for a job at Mozilla, which I ultimately ended up working there. And I talked about it a bunch after that as well. Like I just kept talking about it. And I just, it just kept coming up. And after like six or seven years of this, I was kind of like, you know, I have a lot of ideas, but this is the one that like after seven years, I'm still excited about. And I haven't even written a line of code. Like I should probably spend some time on it. Um, so that's why I started reading APIs are so powerful, they can almost give you superpowers. But without the right documentation, using an API is almost like touching a hot stove. You're always afraid of using one because you know it'll be a little painful. If they're poorly documented or if it's just six months out of date, then it just might as well not exist because like, no one will be able to figure out how to use it. That's Mark Kuva, Readme's first employee. He now runs product. So by us being able to make it you know, super easy to update, to allow anybody to suggest changes, not just the admins, as well as adding features to make the actual documentation better and the API easier to use, um, it just enables um, so many more companies and people to be able to like figure out how to do this stuff, which is really empowering. Now that README is built, it can abstract away 90% of the work to start good documentation. So in a sense, the whole idea for README's product was built around making something that just worked. But there's another huge aspect to making things that just work. Just like how Greg was missing that API developer tool that he just couldn't find in 2008, he was also missing the company culture that he could only find at his first job that's not around anymore. I never was able to kind of find that same culture where people like cared about each other and loved being there. And I think if I had found a startup that I really, really loved um, and was similar to the startup that I wanted to, that I ultimately kind of created, I, I would have joined it. But I couldn't quite find that, that magic anywhere. And I, I kind of just decided to start it myself. For Greg, creating great developer experiences and creating a great company culture are part of the same passion for creating experiences that just work. So clearly, make things that just work is foundational to the company itself. But is it the most important? I asked Greg, and he wouldn't give me a straight answer. I asked a few others, but again, nothing conclusive. I couldn't shake this feeling, though. The feeling like Greg wasn't telling me something about the value when I asked. First, he said it's one of his favorite values, but he also said this. I don't know if I can pick favorites, but uh, I want to bias your investigation. I'll uh, I'll let you interview everyone and uh, and see what you come up with and see uh, see what we settle on. Okay, I'll let you know. Okay. Is he lying about the importance of the values? This seems suspicious to me. I can't tell if he just isn't thinking that hard about it or if maybe he's hiding something. More next time.